1: Jessica. Good morning, Elsie. Good. Good morning, Jessica. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, I just know that my body is now a a perpetual. um, Oh, my God. I'm so my body has so much stress built into it. It's insane.
0: I wonder if that's lunar because I'm also feeling that I, uh, you know, yesterday I had so much anxiety. I had to keep like reminding myself to calm down and for no. I mean, for some reasons, I guess, but nothing like, nothing like life or death.
1: Right. No, I, I actually, um, been working, you know, and everything's been going really well with all know. of the the things that I've been juggling and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it's been, but I've been pushing through and, you in know, a, in a, like my mindset has been very steady and confident and sort of like this, like it feels really good for me to be like, this feels great, you know, but I didn't realize, obviously we don't realize when we're in it, how much stress we're holding in our body. So now, oh my God, every time that I'm sitting for I don't know, 30 minutes, my back starts to kill, like my upper back. And I have really good posture. Like I don't slouch. Like I'm not a, like I, I know how to hold my body. You're not a hunchback like me. I'm not, I'm not hunching. I usually like, I, you know, I have posture. Oh my God, I cannot deal. I have to lie down. And then I feel like, oh my God. Like I feel like I just need a big. Don't lay down. You'll never get back up. <laughs> Well, the other day, doing? oh my God, the first that was the first time I ever did that. I lay down because I honestly, my back, that my upper back was in such like I was like, Ugh. I lay down and then I fell asleep, and then I heard that I only woke up because Hunter came in and she turned the fan on and closed the door for me. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I know. And then, but Mama then I was sleeping. Like, I know. She. They were both so caring. But then later on. <laughs> They come out, and of course, Mamie comes up to me with these big teary eyes. She's like, "Mama, I thought you were gonna die!" <laughs> I was like, oh my god, because you <laughs> took a nap? Yes. I Obviously. mean, that must mean you don't nap enough. Exactly. That's that's so that will show those of you listening that it is incredibly out of just out of me, out of my me, for me to lie down and have to get nap. That's just not a thing. That does not happen. With me.
0: Apparently ever. Ever. So anyway, that was that. So, yeah, that sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, it's funny that you bring this up because... Wait, that wasn't you, was it? What? That Was was that John or you? I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't either. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I thought he did like a sound bite, but then no. I... Th- no, wrong? I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That
1: was a sound okay. bite in your own head.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, John B. <laughs> 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 um so actually it's funny that you bring this up because this morning as I was rushing to get Isaac to school in time for him to eat breakfast there because for whatever for reasons unknown he will only eat breakfast at school with his friends during the week and not at the table when mommy's making lunch (laughs) thank you (laughs) ladies and gentlemen Isaac (laughs) sorry when I first started podcasting with you your daily schedule went like this you I all I know is that I don't know when you guys woke up, but you were eating breakfast around 11 a.m. with your yeah. girls. <laughs> and then lunch was around 2. Yeah. Dinner was around 7. Bedtime was like 10 or 11 at night, which yeah. it was the, it's the same schedule probably that you have now, just three hours later. Earlier. Later. Oh. Because you didn't have breakfast till 11. Now you have it at like 8, right? So it was yeah. later. Yeah. It yeah. was yeah. later. Now it's earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, so, so. Everything, I re- everything in my body, everything I want to do requires me to wake up at least an hour and a half to two hours earlier than I am right now because I am going to bed around midnight. I'm waking up around 7.30 or 8.00. And he's gotta get there by I mean, I'd love it if he could get there by eight. I'm I'm like sliding in at eight forty-five. They have snack at nine. So he's eating breakfast and then having a snack right. right after. And not only that, but like he's supposed to nap at twelve. He's not waking up till seven forty-five either. And it would be great if I mean he doesn't if he could wake up at seven and we could be there by eight, that would be amazing. But I'm not sleeping at night very well. I'm putting him to bed around eight, eight thirty-nine. He sleeps in his bed for about anywhere from like a half hour to like three or four hours and then he wants to come in my bed. So I wake – I either wake up or have to go get him around midnight, one o'clock. We go back to – I change him so he doesn't pish the bed in the morning and then um we go to sleep and then the whole thing starts all over again. Like I don't know how to – Switch it. How did you switch it? Is my uh, yeah. is a long question. But how did you end up switching it? Because you were you did that for
1: years. Yes, I did that for years. In fact, I was. And in then, a I, really, and then yeah. I blinked
0: my eyes, and it was better.
1: Yeah, and and, or, and I so yeah, how? I did totally do it for years. And in fact, I was really messed up. Like even when when hunting, like it, I was in a, in a really bad cycle at my worst. We were waking up between eleven a.m. and noon. And like, that's not to say there's anything wrong with it. It's just not ideal for stuff I want to do. Yeah, no. And actually, it's not that that was uh, the reason I did it is because my body started to suffer. Like the, my my own internal rhythm started to suffer really badly. I started to not feel well. I started to get sick a lot. Um, there were lots of things that were happening that I started to, that I knew that I needed to address that quickly. In mm-hmm. fact, my mental health was suffering because of that. Mind you, we also lived in a cave. Because
0: you wake up late. Yeah, I wake up feel late. late. Even yes. if your schedule doesn't have to like pertain to anybody else's schedule, when you wake up late, you feel late, and it's like I'm not even saying that waking up at eight is late, but it feels like I are, I wake up feeling behind.
1: Yeah, and I hate it. Yeah, I know, so weird. The first step was deciding that I was going to do this because it was important. I had to commit to it. So the decision What did that came look first? like for you. Like I honestly really just, I decided in my body, I was like, I am going to, and I kept thinking this is, this is the most important thing. And I started to visualize what it would be like, what's going to keep me from waking up. So that was like the first thing that I started to address was the night before, how can I make the wake up easy? Um, and then I started to address the issues the night before, and then I started to notice what are the things that are going to keep me in bed? What are the things that are going to help me not do what I want to do? And I just noted that, like, I wasn't taking action then. This was all in my head. And I planned it. I actually planned when I was going to start. Like, I gave myself a month (laughs) of literally just thinking about it because I knew how hard it was going to be. And I decided to, you know, address first the things that are going to be an issue. Like, I wrote them down in my bullet journal. I was like, okay, I need to then try to go to sleep at this time. Um, this is going to be a problem. If I don't have like my warm clothes, I'm not going to get out of bed. If I don't have like the exact things around me that need to be there to make things easier, I'm not going to get out of bed. I will start setting things up the night before. And that really helped me, (laughs) um, to do that. And then I, I kind of made a decision where I would only do it. Um, I didn't force myself to do every single day. So I would go like, okay, I'm going to give it a go tomorrow. And I failed a lot of different times. So I would sometimes set the alarm for a specific time and this I is couldn't get the phase get up. that I'm in now. Yeah. And then I didn't, I didn't get Snoozing. up. Yeah, I snoozed. And then there was a point there where I, I sat with that and I was like, what's keeping me? What's keeping me? And I found out that... The problem was me, that if I just get up, <laughs> that if I just get up, when surprise, surprise that when the, the alarm goes off, if I can just get up, it was so much easier. If I just get up, like if I don't let myself snooze and it, I, when I didn't, I, I forced myself to do that for like a f- couple of days and I realized that it's only that first moment that sucks. That first of like, oh my God, I just woke up moment, that You're sucks. Okay. And that, cause once you get, like if I get up and out of the bed and going, then everything becomes so much easier and in alignment. That's kind of how I did it. And it really was about decision. It was about making the decision was really important though, because a lot of the time when I woke up and I didn't want to get up, I had to know why. Mm-hmm. Because if then, if, if the alarm is going and I'm going like, eh, who cares? I could just mm-hmm. sleep in. That's just not gonna work. Um and and it's yeah. and it's just shown me. It's shown me. Now my body tells me. Now basically I wake up at seven and I cannot, it's so hard for me to stay. Like around 9 30, 10 15, I get hit in the head. It's like somebody just grabbed me and pushed me in the bed and said, like, you are now magically going to go to sleep. Like it's so hard for me to stay up. Yeah,
0: so you're in bed by 10, sleeping by
1: 10. Yeah, I'm sleeping by 10. Um, The thing is, though, if I have to stay up for some reason, like, and I have had to do that a couple times for work, Mm -hmm. if I have to put the babies to sleep and then I go against that feeling, I'm messed up. Like, if I go against that, then I'm up. If I hit 11 o'clock and 1130 and I'm still up, I'm up. That's what happened to me last night. I'm
0: up till one. I was exhausted by 11 and because I couldn't fall asleep when I was tired, I was up till three in the morning, just angry and pissed off.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, and it that, ruined
0: my attempt this morning to get up early. Of
1: course. And that's why I, I would give myself slack like that too. If I if I did not go to sleep when I wanted to, especially if it was a really long time, I wouldn't push myself. But if it was like maybe 1230 or 11 or one o'clock in the morning or something, I, I would continue because I didn't want to mess the cycle up. And then the body starts mm-hmm. to allow itself to still get tired when you're supposed to get tired, in, in quotes, supposed yeah, to get right, tired. Right. But that's how I did it. And I fell off the wagon and then I got back on again. So it's very nice to be able to do that. When I'm when the babies are sick, forget about it. Because, oh There's no my
0: God. I know, I know. But that's different. Yeah. Part of my problem is Scott and you don't have, like, you guys don't sleep in the same room, do you? He just no. kind of plops down Evs.
1: Yeah. And it's very, and it, and I know it seems like really, it's sort of anti-relationship. <laughs> Anti-intimacy. He's not doing anything wrong. It's
0: just that he's on a lot of prednisone and it makes him, and and he's ramping up on some things and ramping down on other things. And it just turns out that that's just conducive to never, like some nights he needs to go to bed at seven. Other nights he can't sleep until two. Mm. And so we stay up and, and, and the problem is it's like the nights that he's tired, he's quiet. The room is quiet. We're ramping down to go to sleep. But last night, he was chit-chatting in my face the whole time until midnight. And then he was like, what are we going to do now? What are we going to watch now? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I can't learn about your genetics right now because I can't think straight.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But he kind of amps me all up and then I can't sleep. So I want to spend those last minutes with him though. But then I have to send him out of the room or I have to leave the room.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I we kind of have, have avoided that. And then because we do have sort of like a different schedule, he stays up much later than we than the girls and I. The girls and I go to sleep first. And And when does he get, wake up? He wakes up later too. He wakes up 9:30 something okay. like that. So he stays up uh later and and wakes up later. But the the thing is that like he also snores really loud. Yeah. And and then nobody can sleep. So, we've sort of made a decision <laughs> as a family. Sleep, Matt. Sort of like we sort of like go like Dad over there, we sleep here. <laughs> this is what we do. Um and, you know, see I've tried to move Isaac
0: out of the room like sometimes I'll wait till Isaac decides to wake up and then rather than bring him back where Scott is, I'll take him like in another bedroom to sleep. But he gets pissed, Dada! I want my Dada. You know he just likes to be in between both of us. It's not just about Mm. me. So, and actually he did that last night because Scott couldn't sleep and he woke up at like midnight, and the bed was empty except for me, and he was like, "I want
1: my Dada." Oh my gosh! I know. Yeah, that's tough. And he'll interesting
0: because he won't give him the time of day while he's awake. But whatever.
1: But what I know?
0: What the heck is that all about? So weird. I know the kids are so weird. Anyway, so um. So the reason I brought it up is because yesterday – so I started getting this newsletter from Peter Shankman who does an ADHD podcast. That's what I should put in the weird and wild. Anyway, he does an ADHD – I'll do it next week. He does an ADHD podcast but he's also like super smart guy. He's the founder of Harrow, help a reporter out. Yep. Terrible ADHD. Anyway – um, he says, your ADHD wanna sleep in, wants to sleep in, don't let it. He gets up at 3.30 in the morning. Never going to happen for me, by the way. Um, 3.30 in the morning, does like a two-hour run, and then he's like eating breakfast. You know, his whole morning is like leisure time before he has to get started for work. And yeah, he goes to bed same. you know, like 8.30, 9 o'clock. I don't think I could ever do that because it just feels like you're not even a part of society. But one thing he did say was part of what helps him is that he has all his lights in his apartment auto-set to turn on. Yep. So that, like, he's actually waking up to light, not noise. Ah. Because lo- noise you can turn off, but light, you know, helps you your eyes adjust. You know what I mean? Like, you... That's an interesting that's
1: like real that's really cool, I mean that's yeah, yeah there's yeah. something to be said for that because yeah, like when I
0: sleep in Emily's room, her curtains are terrible, mm-hmm. and I wake up earlier naturally because the sun's in my face because the sun she also face. In, yeah the yeah. part she's in the part of the so I'm wondering now if maybe a trick would be open the curtains directly facing my side of the bed, right, so that the sun shines in my face, I don't even know when the sun comes up six forty i mean it's got to be earlier than what I'm doing though, right. So I could try that. And then I have another friend, Rachel Luna, who puts her whatever alarm is set to go off across the room. Yeah, that's she the other thing. She has to get up
1: and go get it. Yeah, I've had to. I've done that in the past as well. Did it work? Yeah. Because you it have to say, because, well, I'm with the girls and I don't want them to get up. So Ooh. that's the other thing that I that I do, you know. But it's like, uh, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> it is. I'm going to try both of those, I think. It's actually <laughs> pretty good. It. It's a good It's a good thing for you to be able to get up. But, you know, once you set up in that schedule, it's going to feel so much nicer. I'm telling you. Just some quiet time in the morning. I know. And then it becomes – well, this is what happened to me. Then it became so important from – like that time became so special to me. Mm-hmm. Just the, the time before I had to actually do – all the other stuff with the family became so special to me that even if I went to sleep late, I would still wake up early because that time meant so much more to me. Now. So what
0: are you doing? So how do you use your extra time in the morning?
1: I just do. I just hang now out. I feel and... like I'm
0: interviewing you. I'm sorry. No, I don't feel that way, but I'm just.
1: <laughs> no, I just actually catch up on work. I really just do some of, the, of my work stuff. Yeah, catch up on all the stuff that where nobody's bothering me, where I could finish a thought. I do the majority of like feed reading in the morning and catching up on news and um, some of my special podcasts and whatnot. I make my breakfast. I sit down and have my breakfast and in mm-hmm. calm and quiet. These I'm are the all the things that-,
0: that Peter says to do: read the news, check your email, eat a fucking breakfast. Oh, sorry, yeah, eat a breakfast. It, it doesn't matter, dude. We're explicit,
1: but. But, but yeah, I that's know, exactly but. what I do. And so then when, when I start, when I start my, then start, when I wake the girls up, then I don't feel like I'm behind. I don't feel like, oh my God, I have to like hurry this up. Maybe you out. could even shower. Maybe do you I shower sometimes. Shower. So or I no? do shower sometimes. I, I have to put that in my bullet journal because oftentimes I forget. I get the girls what's, in the, when's the shower. When's last
0: time? Let's do a shower check. Okay. It's Wednesday. When was the, the last, last time shower? I
1: showered? Oh my God. I can't remember. This must have. I'm gonna it. tell you. Mine I think, it I think was, was Sunday. Wait, I think I we had a play date on Thursday. So <gasps> Thursday, you win again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure I would win this time. I can't believe that. Did I have? But then I have to think about. Was there a shower it's on the weekend? Seven days. I know. Maybe this weekend. I think maybe on Sunday I showered though. Maybe I might be See, wrong. Okay,
0: then we're even.
1: Yeah, maybe on Sunday I showered. I know, stinky, <laughs> totally stinky. It's I, not
0: stinky. I think first I of did. all, my skin is really dry, so I am trying not to over dry it by showering. But also, I have short hair; nobody can tell. And then the rest of the things get hosed off. I just don't
1: do it's a full shower. thing. Like I just need. Yeah, yeah I think I, was, I think I might have showered on Sunday, on Sunday because I did. But yeah, I think I might have done that because I am thinking about my transitions into the. Lim- so yeah, okay, but may yeah. But possibly not. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> this is why I write this stuff down because I'm like, oh my God, I totally need to end in the past couple of weeks, you know, with this uh, launch and stuff. I haven't been able to keep up with my daily bullet journal stuff yeah. because I'm just doing stuff. Like, I'm that actually. That was over the
0: first week of February for me.
1: Oh, really? I've just been doing stuff so much, but now I'm, I mean, it's helping me come back and get through some stuff. So, anyway. Um,
0: I have a trunk
1: full of art
0: materials for a bullet journal that I don't write in. Oh, Switches. my God. John, how often do you take a shower?
1: Every morning, baby. Every uh, morning.
0: Lucky dog. Really? It's uh, dog. my routine. I get out of bed. I go oh to God. the bathroom. That's I turn so the shower cold. on. Jump right in. That's nice. I remember those days. I have friends that are just like me that like have always like just been like, ugh, shower. So boring in there.
1: I love showers. Um, but anyway, we should really actually a- attempt to do some podcasting news here, I think. Oh, all right.
0: Okay. okay. Are we ready? Um, (laughs) You should put in the show notes, podcasting information starts at 23, around the (laughs) 23-minute hour. The way that Sleep With Me, the the Sleep With Me guy, he always does that. He's like, the actual story starts at 18 minutes in.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, we should definitely have a disclaimer. we can talk about
0: whatever the hell we want.
1: Disclaimer, the first... Twenty minutes of the show is just random stuff.
0: No, it's not random. Okay. If people want to get up earlier, they will find that very helpful. Yes, absolutely. I will be the only slacker listening. Yes. All right, and we'll moving on. All right, moving on. Here we go. Well, it is actually an exciting week in the world of podcasting Podcasting news because we got the podcast consumer report. coming out the news you can use. For the Informed Podcaster, podcasting news. Let's go over this slide by painful slide. No, I'm just kidding. No um, way. No, I'm going to. Kelsey. Elsie just got one gray hair from me saying that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. So, okay. So here's for, for those of you living under a rock. The podcast consumer study is also done by Edison Research and um, the people who do the infinite dial, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. They basically do like a digital media, you know, research survey. They conduct a telephone survey of 2000 people age 12 and older, and they talk about, you know, digital media in general and then specifically podcasting. So I don't know, Elsie, maybe you do if this is a separate study or if this is an add
1: on to... The original Infinite Dial, they just do this research. I think this is an add-on to some of that story. So so basically for the Infinite Dial, they do the Mac Daddy, right? It's like an encompassing way of the way people are consuming media and social media. And then this... These questions, I do believe, were part of that study, so That's it's not what like yeah, it wasn't a separate. They a don't call you thing. back. And no, go, no, no, no. Oh, let's talk about podcasting. Yeah, I think right. that these questions got, just went down the rabbit hole a little bit more because what they did is, you know, when people because a big focus, which is something that they haven't done in the past, were the ones that were listening to a podcast monthly, and then those who were listening to a podcast weekly, and then they got deeper with those people. So if somebody said, "Oh, I listen to a podcast every month," they got extra. A bonus featured, you know, questions to go along with that because right. if you just listen to a podcast and that's about it. They didn't go deeper than that. And then they asked and questions. They don't give
0: a crap about you.
1: Yeah, totally. They also went deeper with the people who said they subscribe podcasts. So I think they, there were some key questions that were only asked of people who answered certain questions in a particular way.
0: So, okay, now that we have that settled. Basically, people are more aware in the last two years of podcasting as, as they have been since like 2007, really. It's like. When podcasts first started, only 22% of the whole population knew what they were. And then it jumped the next year to like 40% and it kind of hung out in the 40, 50% rate, like very slowly over 10 years. It's been like 37, 37, 45%, 45, 46, 46. And then last year was 55%. This year is 60%. So that's a pretty high jump. The only jump that was even remotely as high was actually in between 2015 and 2016. And yeah. except for, of course, the first year podcast existed, so, right? Of course, fifteen like percent jump. But um, so I thought that was pretty interesting that it's that much higher just in the past year. Five percent is like a lot of people.
1: Yeah. No, I mean that yeah. I, that's like I mean it's nice that it's getting it's it's getting out there a little bit more and and, and you know I I mean I'm interested in this data. I, I'm just a little bit like. I'm not sure how I felt about it. Like I wasn't as excited. Like there were for some reason um the infinite doll excited me more because I really liked to see the overall consumption, people consuming overall media and what they were doing and what their behaviors were versus this because it felt like there was a lot of percentages being put out and I was like uh there was a point where I just like just wanted to cross my eyes. It was just not it was like it all seemed the same right? <laughs> it all seems very
0: similar to last year. It doesn't feel like a lot of new information. So no. if you want, I could just sort of plow through it really quick. Yeah,
1: go ahead and and give like, actually the, the highlights over, that, like a Yeah, okay. that for you, that was like, really great for you.
0: Okay, so 60% of people are aware of podcasting, 40% have ever listened to a podcast, and that's up quite significantly as well. People being aware of podcasts is what's important to me as a person who's selling advertising because I don't care if the advertisers listen. I only care that they know what it is, that they understand how it works, and that they see it as a viable advertising option. So for me, 60% is a big deal. Um, the fact that only 24% of those people listen in the last month, for a podcaster, that's kind of sad news. <laughs> But for me, like that's not as important. And I mean, it did come up 3% just like it did the year before. It's now a pretty even skew of like men and women, men 56%, women 44%. Um, As far as the percentage that's listened in the last month, it's like 27, whatever. That's not important. The age I thought was interesting, but I, I wish I could have seen. Oh yeah, you can see from last year. Okay. So the age of people compared to the... Population. So right now, monthly podcast consumers, 44% of them are age 18 to 34. And then an additional 33 are 35 to 54. So they're not your oldsters and they're not your tweens. Whereas the average U.S. population is mostly 35 to 55 and older. So it really means that there's a gap, I guess, like podcast consumers are much younger than the population of the country. Does that make sense the way I said it? If the United States population, the majority of people are in the age like 35 to 55 or 55 and older, uh-huh. that's not that's not the case with the listeners of podcasts. Those people are 44% age, you know, 20 to 40.
1: Yeah, basically. Wait, and actually, then 40
0: to 50 is another 30%. So basically they're 20 to 50. So if that's your target audience, you're in business. And then as far as which percentage grew the most, 25 to 54 age? So like that that age grew the most in the last year compared to other years. So in other words, teenagers are still listening the same amount. Old people are still listening the same amount.
1: I think with some of the interesting things that happened when I was looking at that is that, you know, they really did focus on, they gave a lot of stats on people who are actually listening to podcasts, or to podcasts and what and who they were. So mm-hmm. instead of saying like, oh, You know, and I do agree with you that you as somebody who is sort of like dealing in the advertising industry, that just the mere recognition of the name really is important for having these conversations as a whole, because you don't have to then continue to do that. But I think what they started to do is they started to really focus on on the specifics of like somebody who is so they're like they went like, oh, who knows what a podcast is? Okay, who listens to a podcast? Okay, who listened to a podcast in the last month? All right, guys, all of you guys who just raised your hand, come over here, let's talk a little bit more. <laughs> so, yeah you know? that's right. And so then now, like what they've been presenting are these things, like the the fact that they're really focusing in on the guys that are been that are actually listening, that they really listened for a month, at that month time. So yeah, in terms of like age. What you were just talking about, those of you guys who have that audience, and and I know uh, there's a few of you who are hitting this target, actually, who are um, in like the 55 plus range, you're going to have to work a little bit harder, as well as those of you who are doing podcasts for kids. Which is also another, you know,
0: and by that, I think she just means, you know, make sure that somewhere on your website or in your show, you tell them how to not well, you don't have to tell them how to listen to your show, that wouldn't make sense. But everywhere else, tell them how to listen.
1: Yeah. But I think that's everything. And, and one those are some of the things that we're going to be addressing with the advocacy stuff that I've been really wanting to, because yeah. I think it's super, super important. There's no, it is. there's no way. In fact, one of my, my weird and wild show of the week, this, or actually I think there's a, not even show of the week. It's, it's uh, in the news section here. You'll, you'll see what, uh, what that looks like in the real world, what that advocacy is. But anyway, let's continue with some of this stuff because I think it gets more important.
0: And I think the reason, another reason why it's boring to you, Elsie, is because if you're a marketer or have a brain for marketing, a lot of times demographic information is just like, no duh,
1: right? You That's kind of true. think Like
0: <laughs> you're kind of just like, well, of course they're going to have a higher household income. Of course they're going to be more educated than the than the average bear. Of course they're going to be employed full time because you have to be somewhat smart and technical to work your phone properly, or afford a phone, or you know, just whatever. So. To find out that 35% of the population has an income of 75k or more, but 45% of podcast consumers, you know, that's almost half of everyone who listens to a podcast makes 75 grand or more a year. That's not really a shock. It's not really a shock to hear that 30% have, uh, you know, that, well, I'm sorry, that 90% of podcast consumers have at least one to three years of college or more it's not really a shock to hear that sixty three percent are employed full time as opposed to fifty percent of the US population. And you know, it just makes sense. Anytime you have I mean podcasting and it's not it's not even that it's considered like a like a socioeconomic thing, but in a way it is because if you're listening to a podcast, you have a a computer be a smartphone, See the ability to know how to download it, D, the wherewithal to do it on a regular basis, you know, and why do people listen to podcasts? I mean, it's not always for comedy. There's a lot of education and business. They're learning. They're learners. Yeah. And learners are employed and make money. Yeah, the
1: they're learners so, and they're getting their entertainment. And therefore, which is right. why I'm so, you know, and, and so this brings me to my current platform which is really not about trying to create a new app like having a new app isn't going to get those people to listen to more podcasts because they're already listening and they already know how to work all the stuff and do other things but if there are somebody who is not employed or if you even just look at the uh, yeah like at the employment like employed part-time temporary employed homemaker uh, retired like all of these percentages are insanely low like the mm-hmm. homemaker that supposedly in quote listens uh, in in monthly end in a red general U.S. population is only six percent. Six and five yeah. percent. Um, it's kind of a shame. Which you know it, they're bored. Temporarily employed, which <laughs> they could totally do something better with. Are five percent and three percent? Are and those people need it. They're exactly what I, exactly. But the here's the thing, though. Take a class, people. But but this is the <laughs> other thing, though. Now going back to how much money they make, right? Yeah, so if yeah. somebody's making a hundred, you know, if most a uh, podcast, you know, monthly podcast consumers make seventy five thousand dollars or more a year. That makes sense. It's, it mm-hmm. is really capped to people's socioeconomics out there. So part of it is you're not going to create a new app, and you're not going to create a new silo, and you're not going to create a new way for you to subscribe to a whole new network and pay yeah. more money to listen to these podcasts if they are not listening. Like, there's so much part of the population that's not being reached, and it has nothing to do with discovery nor the apps itself. But anyway, keep going. Nope. So um yes. yeah. So then so then they went into out of those
0: people who are doing it every month, how many of you listened to the last week? And fifteen percent, which is about forty-two million people listened to the last week, the average time they listen is five hours a
1: week. <laughs> that is no joke. I know. I'm so excited by that number. That number made me happy. Five a hours number. a week. That's, That's a, great a loyal
0: Loyal audience. How many did they listen to? Average of five, which makes sense because they're about an hour long. 77% of people listen right away the second it comes out. And then the average person is subscribed to at least six. So I think that's awesome.
1: Yep. I actually just wanted to to say how, you know, one of the things that kept coming up is that people listen right away. They click on a podcast and listen immediately. And my follow-up question for that is because it's so huge. Did you see what the disparity is for those numbers? Yeah. Like for the ones, it's just, it's like, what? What? That doesn't even make sense. 77%. I don't get that. So for me, as somebody who does listen to podcasts, my next follow-up question would be where? Like, I don't. Where where are they clicking and listening right away? Well,
0: I here's what I think it means, uh, but I'm not sure. So, so let me tell you, I listen to one podcast, and right. it's, it's Sleep With Me podcast because it helps me fall asleep. Now I'm addicted. Right. He puts out shows Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and every night at 10 o'clock, I turn it on, whether it's a new one or an old one. But if it's a new one, I'm listening to the new one right away. Right. So the question is, am I in the percentage that subscribes to download automatically and listen later exactly or am my I question. in the percent that clicks and listens immediately? As far as I'm concerned, it's immediately because I'm not looking to sleep at 3 p.m. I don't even know when it goes live.
1: Right. But, what, the, the, but what, what I'm saying is where are you listening to it? Do you have your computer on your lap? No, it's okay. in bed. All right. And so is it coming onto your phone? Yes. Okay. So what are you clicking? Uh, play. Uh, where? <laughs> no, wait, where? On my phone. In but, iTunes. In iTunes, as in like that podcast app? Yes. Okay. So are you subscribed? Yes. All right. Well, then that answers you. It's like, That's why I'm so confused because I'm like...
0: But I don't download them. I'm subscribed so I know when there's a new one, but I'm going to know there's a new
1: one anyway because I listen to it every day. Well, th- I think that the problem with that question is that it doesn't clarify where people are listening because also the data shows that 68% of people are are listening on their smartphones, right? Mm -hmm. So my question Mm is, if they're listening in the smartphone, where are they listening? Because most people are listening to this podcast, usually by going into the podcast app. And if you find the podcast app, I guarantee you, you're not going to be searching for that one podcast every single time. You're going (sighs) to end up subscribed. What? I
0: just noticed that the number of people listening on their computer versus a smartphone
1: jumped up. I know it jumped up a little bit. I know it jumped up from 29
0: to to 31%. Do you know why I think that is? Why? Because of like Facebook Live and people posting video of their Uh, podcast in Facebook. So you can now listen in Facebook as you peruse Facebook, whereas like I think two years ago you couldn't do that.
1: Could be. Could be.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So,
1: but but what I'm saying is I I'm just not clear about I listen right away. I listen right away with my my daily podcast that I listen to. I listen as soon as they come up. In fact, it's like my morning subscribed? ritual.
0: Yes. Well, that's and the so, other thing is that like click. What's the difference between being
1: subscribed and clicking to listen immediately? I know. That, is that that's what you just what said? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm so confused. It makes no sense because I don't understand how somebody could listen immediately Because usually if you listen immediately, you would have to be notified in some way that a new podcast is out, correct? Because then the next slide says device
0: used most often, monthly podcast consumers, 31% on the computer, 69% on the smartphone, but subscribers... Nineteen percent and eighty-one
1: percent. Which, like, what's the difference? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. I do not understand the difference. I agree because it wasn't followed up. So if you listen, well, then the right next away- one is
0: like. So they break it out by this: ever listened, monthly consumers, weekly consumers, subscribers. But but those that last twenty-five percent could also be the first three categories. Exactly. Yes. That don't make no sense.
1: I know. And so that's right. why, because, you know, there's a there's also, you know, when I've been um, listening to everybody's podcast that has applied to the E-League. So what I do mm-hmm. is I go into my favorite app, which is Castro, and I will search for their podcast and I will download like, you know, three of their latest episodes or whichever ones pop into my head, whatever that I feel that I want. And then I'll just download them. And sometimes I'll listen right away. <laughs> because I have the time. But other times I'll they'll just on my cue and then they'll just start to play whenever I have some time to listen, right? So what does that mean? And also what I don't understand in terms of like listening right away is okay, let's say um yeah,
0: like right away for who? Yeah, like right away. Like so, Our show we,
1: goes live at 6
0: a.m. Right. How many
1: people are listening at 6 a.m.? Probably we have not a, that We many. have a couple, I'm sure. But also, if they see the post inside of the Facebook group or they see it on the on the Facebook page, what does it mean listening right away? Does it mean clicking our little video that is on the our page and yeah. listening there? Or does it mean – Is it right
0: away for – I think what it means is – here's what I think it means it means whatever it means to the person being asked the question exactly. so if you are asked the, so if you are asked the question do you click and listen immediately do you listen later or do you subscribe what the point is is that 62% said i listen immediately all that means is immediately upon learning there's a new show right it doesn't mean immediately when it goes live it doesn't mean immediately It only means to that person, their perception is I listen right
1: away, which is actually kind of cool. Well, it is. I think it's kind of cool. But my question is, again, it's a very marketing answer. Exactly. I want to know. And I'm sorry to tell you that. They're listening. That's my thing. It's like, because. See, why does it matter? Because I want to know, because part of the reason that podcasts are, you know, being or the easiest way to consume podcasts is via podcast app. It's the easiest but way to consume it. You already know most
0: of them are doing it on the smartphone because it tells you. Exactly.
1: So that's not clarified. So it doesn't matter where the phone is. Well, I know, but what I'm saying is that if somebody's listening in a podcast app, usually they're subscribed, especially if they're notified, or they have True. like, you know, so what I'm saying is that there's some disparity in there that, yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. I it's not clear. But anyway, those are the things, but I think that Um, that was one of the things that I was very confused at and I wasn't particularly agree. Like I, it left me with more answers and I don't even know what that means. Like I literally was like, okay.
0: And it just means whatever it means to the person being asked. But that's important because for, again, think of it from my point of view, 62% of people said, I click and listen effing immediately. That means that they are in their heads. They're hungry. Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the exact time of day. Right. Exactly. Because what it means is I'm hungry for the content. It doesn't have to mean 6 p.m., 8 a.m. That part doesn't matter. What matters is the consumer feels hungry. To me, that's very important. All right. Because that's an overwhelming answer compared to the other two choices, which were – I download manually to listen later, casual, or I subscribe and download to listen later, Fah, eh, whatever. <laughs> I listen what I want. I do what I want. I'm a rebel. No, no, no. 62% are like, where's my freaking podcast? That's the important part of that slide, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's marketing speak. I know. Now I know why it's annoying you. Okay, so like... <laughs> So the device doesn't matter where they're listening at home in a car. That part doesn't matter. All of this. In fact, all of this research is really meant to tell you how hungry these people are. That's the whole point in doing the survey. It's the whole point in asking the question. How hungry are these people? When can we start making some cash? Yeah. And that's all the survey is. Exactly. So to me, it's the best thing that ever happened. Right. And knowing that they listen for five hours, that they're subscribed to six podcasts, that they think they're listening as soon as humanly possible, that they are listening at home, in the car, at work, on a jog, in the mailroom, whatever, you know, like that's the. And so if you look at this, actually, now that I'm scrolling through the rest of the slides, that's pretty much what you can take from all the information. Exactly,
1: everything, everything was sort of geared towards that lens. And to actually, that. he, mm-hmm. I think there was a quote in there that where he, he even said He that. literally, yeah, he literally just said like, if you want to sell this, or for people who are advertising, like it was, it really is clearly aimed at people who are advertisers or possibly even sponsors. You know, people who are considering. Mm-hmm um stepping into the space, which I understand the value. Believe me, I understand the value. But actually, you know, and I'm and, and I think that um Tom Webster does a good job. You know, that they, they do this stuff here. I think that there are some possible um disconnects sometimes, especially like uh, positioning that one stat out there where I was like it just feel it feels wrong because i understand the podcast listener at such a de- deep level that i'm like this doesn't feel right it feels like there's more definitions that need to happen for um for understanding the space but it doesn't matter for the advertisers you know what i mean like it matters to me as a Person that's in podcasting and really want to know all these things for myself, but I don't think it matters for anything else. But actually, his final few thoughts that he had in there were the ones that actually made me super happy. And I was like, okay, Tom, you get a pass. where I was just like, this one I really like, Tom. Because he said the final thoughts, these are the three bullet points you put in there. He said, fixed discovery, yes, but let's not forget push in a pull world. Then he said, the podcast audience is a distinct segment and the available inventory to reach them is getting smaller. This is very important and I'm glad he said it. Say it again. The podcast audience is a distinct segment and the available inventory to reach them is getting smaller. Content is king. The audience. Yes. No, content isn't king the audience is king. There is a huge, undeserved potential audiences for new forms of spoken word media, so let's not rely on received wisdom too much. And I know that this is kind of a dig to some yes. of the old school podcasters out there, or podcast entities out there that I keep telling no, them. No, I don't myself, think so. But-
0: I think it's a dig as far as, like, stop copying and PR and John Lee Exactly. Dumas. That's what I think well, that I'm, means. I'm glad. It I hope so. It means try something different. Try something new. Just because we're teaching and being taught journalism and business interviews doesn't mean that's the only option. Yep. And I totally agree I, with exactly. that. And actually, I don't mean to segue without your permission here, but that's actually the whole point of why Elsie is creating this right. <laughs> is to help everyone create something new and different to serve your audience, not necessarily what you think is going to work well in iTunes. Serve your audience with something unique and different by telling her who your audience is and creating something that is Purposeful and mindful just for exactly them. that's like the best way to describe I know and it. that's and that's the thing it's like nobody's gonna have the same answer for that, and so well, I gotta bottle what I just said so I can write that down because it's so important, and it's like every time I say what you do and what you're good at, I feel like I say it differently but that's i I have to but, write that down too because that was really clear, and yeah, you know it was very with, clear um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back now, but like i I really want people to understand that like. Like the, you, you help people create shows that serve who needs to their hear audience, them, not yes. your own success. Exactly. exactly. Stop serving yourself and start serving your. That's your tagline. Oh line. my
1: god! Stop <laughs> serving yourself. Start serving your audience because it's like nobody, and that's why I was so happy with yes. that. Yes. Amen. Amen. Lord. No, but it, seriously. It's. I have seen that. You have no, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, but it, 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 with this kind of stuff, it's it's the first time somebody's really mentioned the audience in the process, and also yes.
0: And I can't believe it, it was like at the end. It was almost like at the end, <laughs> I felt kind of depressed and sort of downtrodden. Like, well, it's the same shit. We're selling the same shit to the same people, and then all of a sudden, he's like, he's like, stop listening to how everyone's telling you to do a podcast and start doing something unique. There's a ton of underserved people out there, and I was like. Earth? I know, see, It was, it was almost so like crazy. It, it was like a glow in my heart. And I knew Elsie was watching and I was like, Elsie's going to be so <laughs> happy he said that. And then she texted me right away and she was like, I'm so happy
1: he said oh that. Oh my God, I was so happy about that. And it's so like, it, yeah, he literally said that, you know, he basically articulated that, you know, there are huge underserved audiences for spoken word media. And part of the process is that it's for, up to us to figure out how to get that to them. It's not going to be up to anybody else because and mind you this is another thing that he said in terms of the uh, the discovery issue. The discovery in podcasting yeah. is difficult. Yeah, he basically said that. But he said discovery is a yeah, pull to get yes. people to listen it's to a problem. podcast, right? That's what the discover mm-hmm. to pull people in. Let's not forget the push. When you look at the success of public radio and podcasting, the cross promotion from terrestrial radio marketing is important. The only way to make it a big in podcasting is not just to rely on the poll, but to use an outside agency to become known. So the, the way that I viewed that is that together, not because we are obviously, most of you guys listening. He meant hire JK Media Agency. Yeah, that's, that's also tells thing. No, no but but also to know that if you come together, if we can advocate for this together, we can help each other, all of us out. So don't think it's just you in a silo doing this all on your own because it's not what's happening. So when I was thinking, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I'm talking about, you see.
0: If, if you're listening to this right now and you feel like you have an underserved audience or an audience that you know could be reached in a more productive or meaningful way, you need to sign up for the E-League
1: right Yeah, I'm closing now. the doors, like, literally tomorrow. So April 25th is done. I can't take anymore. So um, not that it's huge. I'm not saying, like, my – I'm saying my brain cannot expand to hold <laughs> – listening to this many Any more people so yes the link so is yes, in the- sign up right now for the love of all. tomorrow that is, is the last day all right so let's move um mm-hmm, speaking mm-hmm. actually staying on if you don't mind staying on this sort of topic but also thinking about the advocacy angle still because we're talking about that and i'm going to pull it through um when we get to the next uh little bump uh, audio that we have here so um this was an uh an article that I found on win, windsorstar.com. So, this is happening. I do believe that it's in England. I'm sorry, people, if I totally got this wrong. But they actually created a program to teach seniors how to make podcasts. And this to me was like exactly what advocacy is being able to provide people with a voice that are completely underserved. And I know that they're not going to be sitting here trying to see what they're going to be in the top of iTunes. But a lot of the of the way that this this program, this service was set up is to give these um, seniors, this community of people who are often overlooked a voice. They were able to then, you know, like some of the projects that they had in mind in terms of of, um, uh, saying the stories that they had um, in their life and being able to have family together and and having these stories down, being able to give them the ability to dive into technology, which they hadn't. They had people there that were from their like late 60s to a 90-year-old who did it because she just wanted or he wanted to have just the social interaction. But how cute is that, though? Because your voice, sometimes, you know, there's people who have some incredible voices out there that do not even sound like they're, in quotes, old, right? So... I don't know. And this program was made possible through a grant from the federal government under the New Horizons for Seniors Initiative. I think those types of uh, uh, programs are the ones that are going to start to drive podcasting into the mainstream. That's what I feel advocacy is about. It's not about all the other crap. So anyway, I just wanted to – but you guys can read the article that I found here on on this part. And then going into uh, this new podcast that just came out – this next little bit is from actually a new podcast um Bryony Gordon's um Mad World that just came out and it, it her first episode was an interview with Prince Harry. Now this is why this was very interesting is that Bryony, Bryony's um podcast is all about mental health. Jessica, that's why it's called Mad World. Why did you Mad you, World, uh... but, Because I'm not saying this is a thing for you, like not a you've been thinking about this a lot and you've dealt with the industry and the stigma from a lot of different perspectives with Emily and everything that went down. I know. know. But anyway, so Prince Harry uh, basically revealed that he had some mental health issues and he finally got some help. And it was because of that, that they created something bigger. And I kind of want to put, I'm going to have uh, John play a little bit, just a tiny little bit of the podcast here that is not necessarily about mental health, but it's about what advocacy really means.
0: And I think that, and I hope that's what Heads Together is proving. This is not about us. This is about every single person out there that is suffering from daily stress, Mm -hmm. post-traumatic stress, anxiety, alcoholism, depression, whatever it be. Mm. This is why we're doing it. We're doing it for them. Of course, we're not doing it for ourselves. But, you know, one of the most frustrating things would be to, is to do a campaign like this and not have the support of the media mm-hmm. and not have the support of the public. So I think the stars aligned at the right time. Yeah. And I think it made, made, makes complete sense for the three of us to, you know, to put, put as much effort and as much passion into this based on a lot of knowledge and experience that we've had, whether it be personal or whether it be uh, official. So...
1: Even though he's talking about mental health and he's talking about this big thing he's just launched with his uh, heads together, which is to provide people with support for mental health. It really... I love that name. Isn't it? Isn't that great? I love that too. But the thing is, is that that idea is what advocacy is. And so people keep asking me like, you know, podcasting advocacy, what is that? We have to get together just like what he said. If If you put in podcasting or serving your community into that, it's the same. I, ha- you know, I was listening to another woman who applied for the E-League and I and then she was having a conversation with um Adula who was talking about how one of her biggest Things that she does in her business as a doula is she has a whole wing of just education and, and advocacy of making sure that people know how they need you know, what a doula is. What do they, what's a prenatal one? What's a postnatal one? Like, what the what's do the they one do? Like that? Exactly. <laughs> and so but that's part of the deal. You don't expect people to just know what, like, I'm taking it now to podcasting, what podcasting is. We, for we think as, as podcasters, everybody should know what we do. And then we're like, oh, I have to, you know, when, when I, and I asked this question on the lips and page Facebook page, I was like, what do you do, you know, if somebody says to you, oh my gosh, you have a, you have a show? How do I listen? And my least favorite answers are the ones that say, go to my website and click Ugh, the link. I know. And I'm like, really? That's not how you get subscribers. No. I like the I ones know. that say, give me your phone. <laughs> Let me show you. Yeah. Because that is going to get them to continue. That shows them what it is and how to get it. If you say, give a link into my website, that's fine. We do need to have that, absolutely, 100%. I'm not dissing that. But sending people to your website because you have a show is not going to solve the problem. They won't get it. Yeah. So anyway... Prince Harry, good for you. Oh my gosh. Jess, you have to listen to that episode. It's so I good I seriously is so, listen to
0: him talk all day. He long. is just
1: so you're gonna you're gonna love He's it. He's delicious. He is so delicious. Oh my god. Okay. He really is. I'm why just does he have to be so young? So delicious. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I didn't even know we had that. So anyway Perfect. Yeah. So now um we can move into Weird and Wild well show of the week. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild wild show of the week. This is one that I know this is going to only appeal to like a few people. <laughs> but it's so up my alley. It's so... I was like, what? This is so cool. This is put on by the university um, uh, the uh, actually a retired University of Iowa dean create helps create podcast
0: The Window.
1: So <laughs> this is what it's about. Let's see if... Like, <laughs> to laugh at me because this is so like i'm already laughing oh my god it's all about like education of course and it's all based on like breaking patterns and and making sure that people are talking about education in a different in a different way so basically what he's going to be doing is talking to leading researchers educators and administrators studying and innovating in the space of education best practices and stories of with remarkable people so um it's it's funny how he, he basically is just, I don't know, it's it's just all in the head. It's all innovative stuff. It's all about how we can get people, how we can reach people, how we can do things differently, how we don't have to be teaching the same way. And he's going to just deal and, and get, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited about it. It was not a very good way of selling it, but it's such a geeky Elsie thing. It's insane. Anyway. I enjoyed it, your description. <laughs> oh my god so yeah if you guys are interested in education as a whole like like from young like from early childhood education all the way to advanced education or whatever you do professional type education um, this is going to be the show that you want to listen to it actually launches in May so it's going to give so much um, information about all kinds of stuff Um, yeah it's like um,
0: different Ways of educating people, which I enjoy because everyone I know has a learning disability.
1: So yep. That's good. Yeah. So including myself. It's all good. It's all good. So the window is awesome.
0: So Jessica. My learning disability is I learn faster than everyone else. And it's very Is difficult. that
1: what it is? Yeah. Everybody's like, come on, guys. You got to know what we're talking about here. All right. So are we. M- I mean. What?
0: I don't consider ADHD to be a learning disability only in the sense that like I'm bored fast so tell me once mm. <laughs> that's the disability there you have it but head. um before we get into the next thing should we talk about let's talk about our um audio magician oh my god that's his new title
1: audio magician, audio magician.
0: Yes. Yes. charged with diva enhancement yes i love that John Buchanis, who is not only the finest editor in all the land, he's very patient. Everything he says is very clear. I don't know if that's from being an elevator repairman or what, but like John was the guy when there was an elevator emergency would have to first calm people down who were stuck and then talk them through what was going to happen to get them out. So like consequently, he's a natural you know he's just a natural explainer so if you want to learn anything about editing or if you just need someone who's going to make you sound like the most professional shite ever this is your guy go to audioeditingsolutions.com um check him out or i think you can just do I don't know the email. Is it John? I only know your Gmail, dude. I don't want to give it if you don't want people to have it.
1: John at AudioEditingSolutions.com.
0: Oh. There you have it. Okay. John at AudioEditingSolutions.com or find him on his website. He's amazing. And we love you, John. Thank you for doing everything that you do for us.
1: Yay. And now we go into your pet peeves. (laughs) It drives me bananas. Jessica's pet peeves. (laughs) New and improved jingle. So glad you edited that. Just for you. Yeah, I'm
0: so glad you edited that with the bananas part because it riles me up a little before I start to talk about what I'm going to talk about. So it's actually helpful in in creating drama. So thank you. Um, Okay. Today's pet peeve is entitled, is actually a colorful slash explicit quote from my friend Aurora, who works with me here at the agency, entitled, Don't Step on Your Dick. (laughs) And... Here's what it means. I work with a ton of podcasters and I know there's a lot of you out there who are getting sponsorships on your own. This week and actually in the last couple months, I've had a podcaster, uh, I've been working with someone who has been just the biggest pain in the goddamn ass to work with I've ever met in my life. This person cannot pay an invoice on time. They can't fill out any intake or information forms. And they um, don't respond to texts. They don't respond to emails for like 24 to forty. Listen, if I'm doing that, it's because I'm hustling and working a deal. If you're doing that to me, you don't get paid. End of discussion. So if you're going to, like, be so busy and important that you can't respond to your agent or to someone who's trying to sell your show, you're stepping on your deck. That's how that goes. So let's go past that, just that the, the, the working with this person has been a nightmare up until this point. Then finally we get a sponsor, and it's, you know, it's not – thousands of dollars but it's around that price and first they need a full demonstration of how it works so that they can make sure that it's authentic which is fine but this is the kind of product that everyone friggin' knows how to use especially if you're a business podcast second of all um they're dickering about the price they get angry if i'm selling via cpm even though i've said this before on the show Advertisers who are selling, who are buying podcast advertising on a very, very regular basis buy by CPM. You can't take Casper Mattress or MailChimp or FreshBooks or anybody like that who's on a lot of shows and tell them you're pricing by just making it up based on what you think you're worth. It doesn't work that way because there's a ton of other shows that are going to sell CPM. So if you want the cash, you do what what you're told. Okay, otherwise you're stepping on your dick. Now we're at the point where um, I need dates for when the shows and the ads are going to go live. And rather than just tell me when the dates are, it's mid-April. He's supposed to have two shows for this advertiser this month. He says, when the invoice gets paid, I'll give you the dates. Really? Because I'm going to kick you in the nuts and fire you if you don't give me the dates right now. Uh... They have a 30-day invoice processing system. And we just signed on the twenty first. This is the eighteenth or the nineteenth now, so we still have another week before they're late. But if you don't give me the dates, I'm going to fire you. Stop being a diva. Stop being difficult. Be grateful you're getting a thousand dollars in advertising, and shut the frig up. Oh my god, are you feeling me? Do I'm you understand you. why this is a pet peeve of mine? I love working with podcasters. I- anybody who has worked with me and gotten a payment from me from an advertiser will tell you that every time I send one, I send a note that says, this is my favorite thing to do is give podcasters money. It is by far my favorite thing to do. It's by far my favorite time of day. I'm happy to give away their percentage. Majority is not mine, even though it comes through me and it makes me full of joy. Nothing makes me happier. But I'll tell you what, if you're going to be a diva and make my life difficult and run me around and not do what's needed to do, you don't deserve the money I'm giving you. Are you feeling me? No, I... uh, Yeah. Why? What is motivating you to be so... Like, just what? And I mean, forget if you're working for an agency. If you're just a podcaster that has a sponsor, you don't get to demand shit or Shinola. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying, like... I'm not saying be grateful for anything that you can get, but pod- I mean, please, podcast advertising is very new. If you can convince a company to allow you to partner with them, talk about their brand, being a voice for their brand, that is a huge responsibility. You need a certain level of trust because they're giving you a certain level of trust. You can't demand payment in advance, especially if they're a big company. And God forbid they come through an agency. That's a 90-day turnaround period. Your ads are going to be long gone by the time
1: you see that check. Exactly, I don't think people know that kind of stuff, Jess, because that's like you 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 immediately think that it's like a service. it's like, ooh, I got another an up- I consultancy. got a sponsor yeah, right. it's not it's not you don't get that. It's not. and that's one thing that i you know I went through that with Lipson uh uh when I was working with Rob more uh intimately dealing with the advertising campaigns and whatnot, and i we totally understand, and it was something that I had to make sure right from the get go that the podcasters yeah. knew because no. You are not After getting a paid. Product,
0: that's right. They're a product, yes. not a service. You have an insertion order, yeah. just like you have, like a um, what do they have when you sell? Let's imagine you sold like kickballs. Do you think that people get paid? You think that? Um, I, I mean, like if you're a school and you need and you need kickballs, you know, like the company invoices you and and they send the balls and the invoice gets paid. You know, when it goes through the system, it's the same thing. You don't get to just decide what you are or aren't going to do, or you don't get the or you don't get the job. Someone else will right. get the job. Period. Totally. Yep. So I've just have been like, every other podcaster I've ever worked with has been amazing. This one person, not only I mean, like, not only do I want to fire them, but I also want to make sure that no one ever works with them again because <laughs> just the balls, the balls, I tell you, the balls. Don't step on your dick. I mean I'm working on education to help podcasters understand advertisers more. Hey listen, here's the deal advertisers understand you it's you that doesn't understand them and I get that that's why I became an agent it's not because the advertisers need me they don't you guys need me because you don't understand the marketing speak because you don't understand how the companies work because you don't understand why they're asking you the questions they're asking you you don't understand why they need your demographics you think you just show up with your hundred thousand downloads a month and you can charge whatever you want it does not work that way there is an industry standard of price there are reports that need to be given so you can show that you're not only doing the job but that it's working for them you have to show stand some kind of measure of success doesn't matter what it is just something there's a lot going on there and like you can't you can afford to be a diva if you want to just don't do ads sell your own stuff sell yeah, your own totally. services.
1: sell your own classes make your patreon do your thing yeah you you go yeah. tell your patrons to, to, to pay you up front <laughs>
0: But not only that, there's internal customers and external customers, right? So like I, as your agent, am an internal customer and you have to be just as nice to the people who are working with you, not for you, by the way, with you, as you do to the external customer, which would be the advertiser, you know, like, like, and I, I kind of almost feel like, and I I can't help feeling like if I was a man, I wouldn't be given this level of shit.
1: Yeah. I kind of agree with you. As that's well. the
0: part that's making me the most crazy. Yeah. Is like if I was freaking Rick Mulready or Lewis Howes or John Lee D- or anybody else, right. I would be given the level of respect and attention that I need to do this job. But because I have boobs, I'm being ignored and it's really pissing me off because, again, I represent 60 shows. I'd probably be in touch with 40 more out of 100 shows in the last year. This is the only person that's ever made me feel that way. One guy. Mm. And it's making me insane, absolutely insane. So now I'd like to know from the listener: Should I fire my client? And I'd be curious if you know who it is, but I don't think you know who it is. It could be anybody out I'd, there. I do it. I'd fire you'd fire person. him. Yeah, before or after the ad campaign's done?
1: Oh, that's the hard part. Like, well, should well, I go it, through the campaign? Well, yeah, that's the problem. It's like you have if if if, if has anything been signed. I mean, with
0: them, yes, I have signed a contract no, with no, them. no. He has, has signed it? one with
1: me because I can't get the paperwork back. But uh, right.
0: um, I did send him a text. I said, first of all, this is part of a larger campaign. I don't have the ability to say you get paid and others don't. It will all get paid when it gets paid. Also, don't talk about this with Aurora. Her job is just to run the campaign. Stop giving her a hard time and give her the dates she needs. And you can talk about payment with me. And then I was like, you know, they have a process. Have you done their? your part of the process? When can you do it? What are the dates? He just wrote back and said, I had no idea. That's kind of unconventional from their side. It's not hard for me to do the spots. I can do the first one this Friday. That's still not what I asked you for. Right. I want an email to Aurora with
1: dates for April and May now. Right. I think that you should do that. And, 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 and not, if not, then just. Bye-bye. Because this is, it's not okay. It's not okay because you're going to have to be – this is going to be yeah. happening for the rest of the time.
0: So. I don't feel like I should have to grow male genitalia to get this done. No one else seems to have a problem doing what needs to be done except for this person. Yeah. It's very annoying. Okay, I'm done. I feel better and yet, and yet angrier. <laughs> because when you agree with me, it makes me feel validated for being angry and then I go on being angry.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. That's not Ooh, cool at
0: all. John, what do you think? Fire him or keep him?
1: Fire him. Do you yeah, understand John, now I've like-
0: been fired up all day?
1: Yeah. You know, help me help you. And if you, they can't help you help them, then fire them. But that's should cool. I
0: fire him before or after the campaign?
1: After. You've well, done all this work already. Do one time and then fire him.
0: All right. Thank you guys for your advice. Please feel free to write us in feedback at ShePodcast.com. If you want to yell at me, guess who it is. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. Sympathize. You can do that. Feedback at ShePodcast.com.
1: Feedback at ShePodcast.com or SpeakPipe.com slash ShePodcast.
0: Check us out at ShePodcast.com. The group is Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ShePodcast. Twitter is at ShePodcast. We don't have an Instagram. You can check her and I both out on Instagram and and Twitter at yogeek and at Jess Kupferman um, send us a note she podcast, feedback at ShePodcast.com don't forget to check out John at Audio Editing Solutions thank you guys so much for listening yeah, have a baby. good day, goodbye
1: Bye. love you Me Ned. <laughs> <laughs>